You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Six uh, minutes uh, after nine, uh, this beautiful evening, beautiful night. Uh, well, let's welcome our wonderful listeners of Al Ansar International, of our wonderful listeners of Sirius FM, and of course, our wonderful listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah. Well, Jama'a, remember our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Uh, Ustad, somebody says here, a Molana sells cigarettes in his shop. He says it's halal. Is this correct? Anonymous. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Before we come to the Molana story, you know, if you don't have children, you must always look at the positive. Look at Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu an, the greatest muazzin in Islam, the minister of finance of Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu sallam. If you go to his grave Mubarak in Dimashq in Babu Salih, Damascus, I've been there three, four times and always we go there to make dua by Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu an, is written muazzinu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam waziru ma'alihi. So he had no children. You take among the scholars, great, great Amirul Mu'mineen fil hadith, Imam Bukhari, Muhammad bin Ismail, Rahimamullah, no children. If you look at the ulama from Indo Park, Sheikh Hazrat Mona Abul Hassan Nadwi is my ustad also. He gave me permission for hadith. So you must remember that no children, but everywhere Allah Ta'ala let their name shine. And then for for marriage, now we old and cold and all that finished now tired and tired. You see my brother Suleiman, he's also my spiritual student. Every day I teach him one dua and then we send it out and so forth. So mashallah, so he wants to really get married. He's 36 years old, 37 years old, and he's got two sons, 10, 11 years old. They stay with their mother. And he is 49-51. That his father is Urdu speaking. He passed away. Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus. His mother is Memon. So if you want to marry Suleiman, our Suleiman, yes, Suleiman Esop, then you have to stay with his mother. He's the only son, so obviously he has to do that. So then you contact me, inshallah. He wants to get married immediately, immediately. You don't have to make istikhara, nothing. You ready? He's ready. We start firing up. We perform your nikah quick, quick for you. So that is how it is, you see. Now the Molana, he's selling it. So what is he going to tell you? He will tell you, never mind halal. He'll tell you it's halal and tayyibah. It is pure and it's very good for your health and all these things. Obviously he's lying. But he's like the agents. He's only interested in making money. You must tell that Molana, I said, whoever he is, Kain and Mankan, he is not Yu'minuna bil Ghaib that believe in the unseen. He is Yu'minuna bil Jaib. He is a scholar for dollars selling the deen. You must remember that. So people who smoke, see all the money you are wasting. Chapter 17, verse 27, Inna shayatin. That people who squander their wealth, they become brothers of Satan, of Shaitan and Lucifer. Number two, La wa la dirar. Authentic hadith, Imam Malik mentioned in Mutta Malik. Don't cause harm to yourself. Don't cause harm to others. You know people come, they smoke, and they stand next to us in Salat. You know, it co- it desecrates the sanctity of the masjid. You're causing harm to the angels. You're causing harm to the musallis. See these haram uh, aeroplanes. Aeroplane meaning airlines. So, they... They'll tell you, this is a non-smoking flight. Even the lavatory has got the smoke detector. You know that message they give all that. But the same haram is, after 15-20 minutes, they'll serve alcohol. 
But that much they also got sense. They'll tell you you're not allowed to smoke and all. So why? But alcohol is worse. That they'll allow because they make big money out of that. So remember, smoking, buying, selling legal, illegal cigarettes in Islam, all haram, not permissible. You can get fatwa from whoever you want. That is the fatwa. It's not permissible. To buy it, to sell it, to smoke it, all not permissible. Your income is tainted and polluted and not permissible. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, uh, a prominent businessman uh, from this area is a trustee of Masjid Al-Hilal. Yet he promotes reading Juma Salah in his business premises. Ustad, please comment. So you must remember this. We don't know all these things here, my brother. So my advice to you, whoever you are, whether you're trustee or not trustee, you must go and read Salat in the Masjid. You must remember that. Today, today, I'll send it out tomorrow. Because now when we finish, it's very late. Hazrat Allama Muhammad Yusuf bin Nuri, rahimahullah, he passed away in 1977. So some business people came to him and told him, Hazrat, we open a new factory, new shop, please come there. So he told them, fine, I'll come after Jumma Salat. One proviso, one condition. I must come back before Asr, I must read my Salat with Jamaat, you see. So they said, fine. And he went there, maybe made dua, whatever, gave a talk and what. And when they brought Hazrat back, Salat, Jamaat, Salat just finished. Mona Yusuf Ludyanvi, who we know very well, they all passed away. When we were there, they all were there. He says, I'm a Aini Shahid. I'm a witness to this. You must remember this. That we see that Almighty Allah has made Salat so important that Hazrat Binuri was crying and sobbing like a small child. He said that we have only Salat left and that we must read in a masjid with Jamaat and so forth. And that also now because of your dua shop and all that, I miss my Salat. So that is what we saw on many occasions when Hazrat bin Nuri used to hear the kirat of the Egyptian Qari or other Qurras. He used to sob and weep like a child. You must remember that. So therefore, Kain and Mankan, whoever it is, the masla remains the same. That for us to make shalat in our shop or yeah and there, these are all muswallas. They're not masjid. So masjid must be waqaf and everything. So definitely that every person, the imam, the trustee must lead by example. So that is our advice to one and all. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, please ask Mufti Sab as a river to Islam when I die. Will I be punished for not being able to recite the Quran fluently in Arabic as I'm still on the part two of towards reading the Quran, Ustad? If you are born a Muslim, then obviously that you should have gone to madrasa or learned by your parents and so forth, the Arabic and so And there's no shame. Even now, if you're 20, 40, 50 years old, make a concerted effort and learn it. If you are a person who embraces Islam, so obviously you have to go through the process. This today it happened. A lady, you must remember, told me she enrolled in a madrasa and she wants now to start. I said, very good. She said, no, but the madrasa said that they want the certificate that she's a Muslim and we made a Muslim. So we made the arrangements. And I told her, go there and that ulama organization will give it to you and so forth. So we encourage that. You must remember the ladies must go to the ladies and learn the men must go to the man and put your 100% effort and then there won't be no punishment but all mighty Allah Jalla wala, the law is surah number 2 verse 286 la yukallifullahu nafsan 
that Allah Ta'ala has not burdened any person more than his ability, capable capacity and capability. So you try your level best, inshallah, and then if you pass away, Allah Ta'ala will elevate your rank because you are making effort in that direction. Somebody says, Ustad, I wanted to find out from Mufti Sab, a person reads namaz and later realizes it was time up when that salah was read. Does the namaz have to be repeated or will that salah that was read automatically become qada? Do you have to repeat the namaz as qada ustad? Remember the salat will be valid but you get a major major sin. Normally this will happen when a certain time that the person is reading asr salat and now when it is in the second, third, fourth rakat the azan goes for maghrib. So Habibuna said, Tilka Salatul Munafik. That is the salat of the hypocrite, you must remember that. And down Nakara Arbaan, he just quickly, quickly, like how the fowl, the chicken, he just pecks the earth. So you drink like that. So therefore the salat is valid, but you get a major sin for delaying the salat. And now you are imitating the hypocrites. This is Sahih Hadith, authentic hadith, open Mishkat Sharif, Mustad Ahmad. And if it happens Fajr time, that while you're reading Fajr time, Salat and the sun rises, then remember according to Hanafis and them, your Salat is broken. 15 minutes after sunrise, you have to repeat it. That Asr Salat is valid, but you get a major sin. So therefore, Salat, we must be meticulous. Hazaran or Safaran, whether we're on the land and sand, or whether we're in the plane or in the train. So always you must know what time it's Salat, and we have to perform our Salat on time. The question says, Mufti AK, I have tried calling you several times, but Mufti AK is ignoring my calls. I'm a sister residing in KZN. Mufti AK, there's rich businessmen paying widows and sleeping with them. If Mufti AK does nothing about this, I'm going to the Kufar radio station and expose these people. I'm disappointed in Mufti AK for ignoring me. What's salam, Ustad? We don't know who you are and so forth. If you ask the question once, so I will tell you that this is happening in Durban. You must contact your local ulama there. You got your Jamiat ulama Kwazulu Natal there. Every masjid got the imam there. They can investigate. What can I do about it? I'm asking you, what can I do? I can't take anybody's name. I don't have any proof and so forth and mm. so on. Is it happening? Yes, it's happening everywhere in the world. The rich will always try. Not all the rich, obviously. But some of the rich people will exploit the situation. They will give a job to the lady who's a divorcee or a widow and then expect favors in return. They will give us a cart and sadaqah groceries and expect something. Obviously, it's all haram, all these things. You don't have to come and take my name and go. And if you want to go, you go, it doesn't matter to me, but you've got the same story every time so then you say we're ignoring I answered you once, finish, and I'm telling you now also, that go to your Jamiat and all of them, you are there in Durban, the Jamiat Ulama Kwazulu Natal, you know where they are Alpine Street, opposite that Al Falah School and that, and go speak to them they got people in the social department and this department and all that what can I do? I can't do anything you must remember these things, yeah so you can do, you can go to any to radio anyway you can go I got no problem with that but to say I'm ignoring your call that's not true I answered you once but you got the same story mm. all the time so therefore we don't want to entertain you so Ustad when you have a therefore I'm telling you don't waste my time again in future mm. Ustad when you have a ghusl bath and forget to read the near in the beginning and complete the bath is the wudu accepted Ustad so you must remember that we must ask this question first 
When a person is performing huzu, ablution, when a person is performing gusal, taking a bath, what is the hukam, the verdict, the ruling of niya? Niya don't mean we have to utter it verbally and move our lips and tongue. It means what we have in our heart. So the Shafis and them, they say it's compulsory. If you don't make that niya, your huzu, your gusal will not be valid. So it means when you take now, for example, you're going to the shower and now you took off your clothes and now you're getting ready, that's your niya already and your intention already. You sat down to perform huzu. So remember, that's your intention already. So that is compulsory according to Shafis and them. Hanafis will say it's sunnah, not compulsory. So your huzu is valid your gusal is valid, everything is valid, don't worry about it. Mm. Somebody says, Ustad, after making uh, the tilawat of Quran, can we make dua for Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and for all the marhums, Ustad? 100% you must remember that, وَرَفَعَنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَتْ Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was, is, will always be the most beloved, the most precious to all mighty Allah jalla wala in the entire universe. Chapter 21, verse 107. You, Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you were, you are, you always will be exclusively the only mercy in the creation to the entire universe. Not only for humankind and mankind, for the entire universe. So remember that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa does not need our du'as or our money and that but we give it then our rank gets elevated understand that my brother today now you put me in a mood let me give you four things quickly you know Hassan bin Thabit Hassan bin Thabit was who he was Shairu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam the poet of the master sallallahu alayhi sallam and what did he say ma imma dahtu muhammadan bimaqalati Ma in madahtu Muhammadan bi maqalati, lakin madahtu maqalati bi Muhammadi. When I praise the Master, alayhi salatu salam, it's not that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa rank and status is going to go higher. That is already exalted by Allah. But my speech gets elevated when I take the Nami Nami Ismigrami, the honorable name, blessed name of the Master So when we give charity, we read Quran, we make Isali Sawab, it's not Nabi Salam is going to get exalted more. We gonna get exalted, brother, sister. Understand? Miladun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, before Miladun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on Monday, 20th April, 571 Gregorian calendar, time of the Miladun Nabi, 436-430 a.m., when Subha Sadiq is taking place, Fajr time is starting, and the greatest of Allah's creation, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Honorable Milad is taking place. But prior to that, thus we call Irhas. Irhas means the preparation. Almighty Allah lets extraordinary events take place. My Honorable Mother, Sayyida Amina, saw nur, radiance, effulgence emanating from her while she was in a gestation and pregnancy and the palaces and buildings in Biladu Sham that is Syria, Jordan, Palestine, Lebanon were shining, glittering 
Before the master, alayhi salatu salam's grand entry, you could see the nur already. The mother of the master, alayhi salam, says so. Hadith in Mustad Ahmad. After the miladun nabi, sallallahu alayhi salam, Abbas radiallahu anhu. If you want reference of this, go open Usdul Ghaba, Fi Ma'arafiti Sahaba, and by Ibn Asir, and you, the sister who's now sending all the nasiha, and you transcribe it, Allah reward you a wonderful job you are doing so there you will find it in Nasiha number one oh, thank Mulan Ahmad Dokrat it was his suggestion Allah reward him is his ikhlas and sincerity the work is going on Allah accept it so he Abbas and looks at the master and then what happens then he says and وَأَنْتَ لَمَّا وُلِدْتَ أَشْرَقَتِ الْأَرْضُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Oh Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam when your Milad Mubarak took place the land and the sand and everything was shining and glittering وَضَاءَتْ بِنُورِكَ الْأُفُقُ وَضَاءَتْ بِنُورِكَ الْأُفُقُ and with your Noor the Noor of Muhammadi sallallahu alayhi sallam the skies and the celestial creation started shining and glittering and so forth. Sahaba appraising the Master Habibuna is still very, very young. And there's a drought in Medina in Makkah Mukarramah. He Abu Talib. He is the Daidar Muslim. But he took the Master to the Kaaba Musharrafah and let the Zahar Mubarak, the back Mubarak of the Master touch the Kaaba Musharrafah and the face Mubarak, the countenance face the people. And then Abu Talib reads, وَأَبِيَدَ يُسْتَسْقَ الْغَمَامُ بِوَجْهِهِ وَأَبِيَدَ يُسْتَسْقَ الْغَمَامُ بِوَجْهِهِ Ya Allah, let the rain come through the clouds, through the Mubarak countenance and wasila we are making through Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Imagine all this. So these are the lessons we must take when we speak of the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So when we speak, and this is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, open Salatul Istisqa and go open Rahikul Makhtum, you will find the whole incident there. Open Ibn Majah, you will find it there. So so many things we can speak about, remember that. So therefore, not only Rabiul Awal, every day speak of the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Somebody says, Ustad, Masurak, Kahf, only be recited on a Friday, or can we read every day, Ustad? When you read on a Friday, the night of Friday, or the day of Friday, both hadiths are sahih, then the reward is this. Man surat al-Kahfi laylat al-Jumu'ah. You read Surah Kahf on the night of Friday, after Maghrib, after Isha, then ada'a lahum in nur ma baynahu wa bayn al-bayt al-atiq. We are here in Johannesburg, Malaysia, so wherever we are, from where we are to Baytullah, Kaaba, Musharrafah, Allah blesses that person with radiance, effulgence. They might be load-shedding outside, but Allah will bless you with nur and radiance and effulgence. Hadith Sahih, Sheikh Albani also said in Hadith Sahih, mentioned in Rawahu Darimi, and you read it Friday during the day. Man qara'a surat al-kahfi yawm al-jumu'ah. Adha'a lahu min al-nur ma bayna al-jumu'atain. Rawahu Imam al-Nasai. Imam al-Nasai mentioned it. Sahih hadith, authentic hadith. So from one Friday to the next Friday, Allah Ta'ala will bless you with nur, radiance, and effulgence. 
So you don't have to read every day, read on a Friday, but if you don't read every day, very good. But what you should do every day is this. And now we have brought it, mashallah, Allah ta'ala reward our brothers who are organizing all this. So you must remember in the morning, 6 to 7, is spiritual program. We have Surah Yasin. We have, you must remember, Manzil. We have Asma'ullah al-Husna. We have 40 Durood. And we have Surah Kahf. The first ten, the first twelve verses. Sahih hadith, Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Man qara asharan, that whosoever reads the first ten ayats and all that of Surah Kahf, and remember what will happen? Usima min fitnatid dajjal. Then you will be protected from the trials, tribulation of dajjal. You can see today, all this AI, artificial intelligence, this transgender, LGBT, all these are the plots and plans of the judge and his agents, you must remember that. So read it daily, the first 10, 12 verses, the first ruku of Surah Kahf, inshallah, that you do daily. Allah will protect us from the judge and his agents and cronies. See, Mufti Saab, if people are giving millions and collecting millions for Libya and for other Muslim countries, I have proof that these people are eating the money. I used to work for these organizations until when they fired me because I opened my mouth. And Allah forgive me, Mufti Sab, because I also used to take from these organizations. I'm bringing this notice to Mufti AK. And yes, I'm guilty. Anonymous Ustad. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> I told you, brother, 80% of the organizations in South Africa are pocketing the money. You must remember these type of things. Whether it's ulama, whether it's non-ulama, you need a forensic audit on them. You must remember that. And how they are siphoning the money. <laughs> they use it and then they're flying business class here. And I saw it myself with some organizations. So remember, therefore, when people ask me, we got money, we got this, I say, give Majlisul Ulama in PE give this Darulum that Darulum you know your money will be safe there and all that but this now collection take place for Morocco for Libya for here for there so who's there accountable you must remember that they say is Lilla money we can use it they will use every trick in the book they will say it's Zakat money they just give it to somebody that somebody gives it back to them they say it became Lilla it went through the dry cleaning process who's fooling who in the zoo <laughs> so you, my brother, you must make sincere toba. All the money you pocketed, you must return it to them. But they will pocket it. So take that money and give it to poor people who are Muslims and really deserving. That is part of the toba process. And not only you must remember, if you got the proof and you got documentary proof, then you must send it out on social media. ABC company, you must remember. Today, somebody sent something to me and they said this guy is a fraud and thus and thus mm. and all that. And you must remember he's collecting for masjid. So now I know him and I know the Molana. So I contacted the Molana. I say, what's the story here? So he said that this guy was fired and therefore you must remember he's spilling the beans now and all that and he's just a troublemaker. So now, brother, you, they fired you. Now you came out. While you were eating, that time you didn't speak, you see. So that's a big question mark. But if you have documentary evidence, 100%, then we can contact those people and ask them how you reconcile this, why you did this, why you did that is simple, it's not difficult. So yes, we must remember this. You can't 
trust every organization, even if it's run by Mulanas and this one and that one. Remember, I'm not saying all the Mulanas. Now don't go twist my words. Mm. I'm saying majority of the organizations today, certain percentage, they pocket it and they use it themselves for their own personal agenda. And that is not permissible. It's not right. So just one more quickly before we go for our interval. Please give the Islamic ruling with references according to the four learned imams with regards to the shaving or trimming of the beard less than a first hold of the imam i was told by an imam here in cape town no need to keep a beard as long as you have iman buddha from cape town Ustad. so you must ask the maulana the imam the sheikh the quran sharif states you must shun and leave out committing sins and vices externally and internally that is quran you must tell the sheikh there, whoever he is, Mankan, he doesn't want to keep a beard, he shaves it, he wants to look like a gentleman, he doesn't want to look like Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi and the prophets and messengers and Sahaba and Awliya Allah. So tell him, Hazrat Sheikh, Hazrat Mohana Zakaria, Sheikh Hadith, wrote a book in Arabic, Wujubu Ifa'il Lihya, is wajib to keep and lengthen the beard, and that means first length, according to all four schools, with all the references. Sheikh Baz, who was the Grand Mufti of Saudi Arabia, he was blind, they read the book to him, he was so impressed with it, that he agreed with everything Hazrat Sheikh wrote, that is of, you understand, in that book, except Fi Masala Wahida, in one place he said, I disagree with Sheikh, he said, Sheikh wrote, that after Qubza, that is one first length, then you can trim your beard and so forth, he used Sheikh Bin Baz, Rahimahullah, he used the fatwa of Sheikh Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah and Ibn Taymiyyah said even after first length is not permissible to trim it there he differed so he wrote what we call the ta'aliq the footnotes on the book of that and everything is written with references there so he's wajib and a person remember he's a sheikh he's an imam he's shaving his beard he's not permissible to read salat behind him the trustees must fire him and more so he said no he's just must have iman so they want to say outside you can look like a non-Muslim and inside I got Iman that is deception of Satan and Lucifer you must remember that Islam teaches us we must stay away from sins externally and internally when it's uh, 28 minutes to 10 don't go away we will be back stay tuned